0: Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy, and today we are talking about the power of your words with Paige Tons. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I have a special guest here today, and she is going to be talking to us about the power of your words. And she is a athlete mentor for girls in athletics and for girls who are in sports. So I thought it would be fun to have her on today and just talk a little bit about athlete mindset and what it takes in the brain, because that's what we talk about, what it takes in the brain and in the mental space to better your performance in the things that you're doing. Okay. So Paige Tons, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I want to have you introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So like Sammy shared, I work with girl athletes, female athletes, um, anywhere from... 10 to 18. I work with actually a lot of teenagers in my favorite age, but I work with girl athletes on building confidence and giving them and showing them the tools on how to create confidence so that they can perform at higher levels and take things to the next level. Um, and I do this because I was an athlete and I still like c- slightly consider myself an athlete. <laughs> like I'm still doing it, um, <laughs> but not just not an organized athlete, I guess. But uh, it was something I struggled with as when I was growing up as an athlete. And, you know, I wouldn't even really like looking back at, you know, I didn't think like I wasn't confident, but I had like a lot of like doubt or fear of making mistakes or letting people down, whether it was my parents or my coaches or my teammates or friends or whatever that might be. And just really struggled with that and let, um, you know, these like a lot of mindset blocks and those doubts and fears and things get in the way of my full potential. And going through that struggle, I just knew that when I learned more about it later in my college career, my senior year of college, I, I really wanted to be able to share with girls earlier and give them the tools and things that they could use to move through those failures and learn from failure and get better from it. Let it, rather than letting it like just completely crush us and overwhelm us and things like that. So yeah, so that's kind of like what I do in a snapshot.
0: All right, awesome. So what would you say are like the most common struggles that you see with female athletes? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. I think
1: that one of the most common things is they're afraid to let other people down more so like their parents, their teammates, and then that they allow like that, like the pressure from that to keep them from achieving what they want to achieve. Um, I think another, you know, pretty big struggle, something that comes up a lot, which sounds kind of weird is they're like just balancing school and sports and, you know, all the things in life. So trying to like manage it all, get it all done and be perfect at it. (laughs) Yeah the big kicker too is they want to do well they want to be perfect a lot of the times and when we're not it's like oh my gosh like the world's ending kind of feeling so I think those are kind of the pretty much the two biggest ones and just being really hard on themselves and Mm -hmm. I think that comes with that perfection kind of thing as well as I you know I just remember growing up and you know being so so hard on myself especially as an athlete Um, So I would say those kind of three intertwine with each other a little bit here and there.
0: So really quick, like, what does it look like to be hard on yourself? Because maybe some girls are doing it and they just don't even recognize that they're doing that.
1: Yeah, totally. So it's really like what you like think about yourself or what you're telling yourself or like for like a sports example or like an athlete example, it's like, you know, I I played softball, so I'll use a softball one, but I would like strike out and then I would just like beat myself up. I would tell myself like, I suck. I'm not good at this. How am I ever gonna like, or, you know, if I do that again, I'm not gonna have more opportunities. Um, So I just was like negative negative frustrated just didn't never gave myself like very much credit for all the amazing things that I was doing so if you ever feel like you know you're just beating yourself up putting yourself down a lot kind of feeling negative or even like almost I I don't know I wouldn't really put complaining in there but sometimes complaining can kind of feel like we're dragging ourselves down as well um all of those things are being hard on ourselves, too hard on ourselves.
0: So what are some good ways to overcome these struggles for athletes or, you know, people that are in your mentoring program? What do you teach them? One of the biggest things that we
1: talk about is our words. And like we said, we like the title of this podcast is the power of our words. And, you know, you had just mentioned like, they don't might not even know that they're like beating themselves up or, you know, bringing themselves down, that kind of being hard on themselves. And it's just like, it all starts with that awareness of what is it that you're thinking about yourself or telling yourself and trying to figure out how to think differently about some of those things. So, you know, a common one, not for just athletes, but like all girls and students is, and I think even adults do this is like the example
0: of like, a lot of people say, I suck at math. Like, oh, I'm so bad at math. Like, I hear that all the time. I was just actually thinking that when you say our words, because the other night, like, I'm a quote unquote athlete too, and I play pickleball, and I was at the net and I was like, I suck. <laughs>
1: right it's like we tell ourselves this stuff all the time it's like and you know sometimes it doesn't seem that important or it's like oh like that's not really affecting me but if you keep doing it and we keep telling ourselves those things then it becomes our belief right so I kept telling myself oh I'm terrible at math I suck at math I'm never going to be great at math and that's going to be what I believe, um, rather than like something that we can kind of shift our words to and shift like what we're saying to ourselves is something like, you know, not really great at this part of math, but I'm learning, I'm getting better. It's just starting to think differently, use different words, um, something like, You know, if instead of saying like I suck at math, being like, okay, well, I'm like on my journey to getting better at math. Like I'm it's a process, like I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm getting better, you know, or I'm getting like I'm getting help because it's a a challenge for me. All of those things are so much better than just being like, I suck at math.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right.
1: And um, so when it comes to like the our athlete brains. Um, you know, something that I constantly told myself in college was right before my at-bats, I would be like, you know, if I don't get a hit, then they're probably going to pull me out of the game. That that was like a big one. So I was like setting myself up for failure before I even got a chance to succeed. Like I had my brain, this is what I'm thinking. Like, okay, what if I, if I don't get a hit, if I don't get a hit, then I'm most likely not going to do very well because I'm really just setting myself up for failure. So something that I told myself my senior year, when I really had this mindset shift and started thinking about myself differently and, um, telling myself different things was like, I'm going to get a hit no matter what this girl throws, like, give me your best pitch. Like I will, like, I'm going to hit it. So it's just that shift in our, our thoughts, our words, and just knowing that what we think and what we say is what we believe. So we have to start even if you don't 100% believe like oh i'm the best at math ever <laughs> like even if you don't 100% believe in it it's okay it's just continuing to work on that and choosing that um i have an, a perfect example today I had i worked with a girl who phenomenal hitter um, but really struggling on the pitching uh, right now. And just, she just doesn't really believe in herself. She's like, I just don't feel like I believe in myself. I overthink everything, you know, and she has these like expectations of herself, these high expectations. And, you know, her coaches, you know, when she gets pulled out of the game, sometimes her coach is telling her like, "Oh, well, you don't believe in yourself. And then she's like, okay, yeah, I don't believe in myself. So if we keep t- saying that story of, I don't believe in myself, we're not going to ever believe in ourselves because it's what we, that's like the thing that feels true. So that's really like figuring out how to like shift your words, choose different words um, and like thoughts and what we're telling ourselves.
0: Yeah. I love it because what I teach is that when you believe something, it's only because you've practiced thinking that thought Over and over and over again. It has nothing to do whether or not it's true. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, but if we believe something, it's because we practice thinking that thought over and over again, which is you can believe anything that you want to believe as long as you train your brain to believe it. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. A, a, bit, a
1: question I ask the girls a lot is like, tell me what I'm like, tell me what you're thinking, like when you are about to start a game or you're about to go in, you're like about to do something and they have these like worries or fears or doubts. And then I'm like, okay, is that a thought? or is it the truth? Like, is it a fact? Like, can you prove it? And then once they are like, okay, yeah, that's just a thought actually. I'm like, okay, then you can choose something different. Right. Um, it's not like something that you can prove. It's not hundred percent true. Usually it's things that haven't even happened
0: yet. Well, my daughter's like, we're going to lose. <laughs> she gets really anxious before games and she's like, we're going to yeah. lose. And I'm like, you can't, you can't think that thought before you go into a game. Right. Yeah, right it's like me like setting myself up for failure.
1: like oh if i don't get a hit then i'm probably gonna get pulled and then i didn't get a hit, and i got pulled <laughs> yeah you know sometimes you know we are we could be someone that like gets really frustrated or really angry after we make a mistake or we mess up or you might be the one that kind of like just closes off and gets really quiet so just like understanding how you respond and how you react and then having that awareness to be like okay I either need to take a deep breath or I just need to give myself a little time out or maybe I lean, like I'm the one that really like needs like the support of my teammates. So it's just like understanding how you respond to failure and what you do after so that you can better like serve yourself and know what you need in those moments in order to move through that failure and get past that failure. And I think, you know, knowing those things too is really helpful for leadership and when we're like stepping up as leaders on our teams or just in life in general or at schools is knowing that like there are so many different kinds of leaders there's like I always tell like a lot of my girls don't think they're leaders because they're more quiet or reserved which isn't true at all. It's actually like a big myth that like you have to be this loud, outgoing leader. And, um, you know, something I remind them of all the time is that like, we all are different, right? Some of us are outgoing. Some of us are shy. Some of us are patient. Some of us are not. Um, we all like gravitate towards those leaders who kind of like like get us and like understand us. So we need different kinds of leaders in order to really like support multiple people, like multiple teammates or multiple people on a team.
0: Yeah. We need, we need all the personalities on a team. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like the really crazy ones that are like dancing during the practice and then the ones that are like, Oh my gosh, like I would never do something like that. And are like, are like, they're not very loud leaders. They more so maybe lead by action kind of thing. So yeah, for sure.
0: There's a place for everyone. Everyone is needed in a different kind of way.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Okay. So what are some good tips that you have for dealing kind of with difficult coaches? Cause I know that comes up a lot is there's difficult coaches and sometimes it's hard to not take what they're saying personally or take it the wrong way. What have you done? Or what do you say to the girls that you work with to kind of help them deal better with coaches?
1: yeah for sure and this is like so crucial for us and what we do because sometimes you know we're working with the parents sometimes we're working the coaches and mo- most time we're working with the girls right and i'm like my biggest goal is to give them tools and things that they can use no matter who they run into like difficult coaches to navigate those situations so i would say um, a couple of different things one thing and i'm probably going to like all the girls listening are gonna be like yeah not doing that she's crazy <laughs> but um is just communicating with your coach. It's something that for some reason as you know teenagers or as younger one like when I was younger it seems kind of scary to have those conversations with your coaches or maybe like a teacher or someone like that but um, just Having the confidence to go and communicate and talk with that coach, or set aside some time, and that's not like right after the game or right before a practice when like things are crazy or emotions are high, but um, somewhere like you know time and place really matters. But just having a conversation, and I think you know, a lot of time just voicing what you need or something that you would really want or your goals or your aspirations. And then also, you know, you know, asking for feedback from the coach and that way you kind of have a better understanding of what they, he or she like wants or is expecting out of you. So just like closing up that gap um, of with using, like just having a conversation. So that would be the first thing. I always feel like that's like the most direct, like take action kind of thing. And the great thing is then like the coach knows like you really care and this is important to you and, um, like sharing those things. And I think it's like, you know, the coach says something crazy or rude back, like just know, like, you know, there's going to be more opportunities or other teams and kind of navigating that situation then but most of the times coaches are gonna be like oh wow I'm so glad that she reached out or I'm so glad that she you know we had that conversation and then the air is more clear
0: and a lot of times they're gonna be like I had no idea
1: yeah totally so that's the other thing is typically like your coach is all is working with you know 10 to 13 14 other girls on your team like they have a lot on their plate as well. A lot of times they don't even realize that they're not doing something or they're bothering you with something or like you're struggling with something. So just like I always say, like be the, the squeaky squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. Like you have to voice that and share because they can't read your mind. They got a lot of things going on. They're dealing with parents and organizing things and the team and actually coaching the team. So, just voicing that and just knowing like usually it's not like a personal thing. It's just they're, you know, running around like crazy people sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, most coaches at, you know, this level are volunteers. So, typically they want to do this and they want to be there, but I always say like they're they're people too, they're humans and they have bad days and they make mistakes, they're not perfect and just kind of giving them that grace. Something else that's incredibly helpful and in, really in the theme of like our words and the power of our words is when you get criticism from a coach or they're yelling at you or telling you to do something and it just feels personal, it's like hurtful sometimes just knowing that you have the choice to take Whatever that information is and use it to the best of your ability. So, and this is hard. Like, this is definitely a hard thing to do. But I always think about like me being like a computer. And like, if I hear something and I'm like, dang, that kind of, that's kind of mean. But like, just stripping away like the emotions and the things around it and trying to get the message and something that you can work on or work towards and just taking that away from it. It's like our choice to really do that. And I know it's, it can be difficult (laughs) in those times when the, when the coach is yelling at you or like on you about something, but taking it and using it the best that you can
0: and shifting the words and thinking about it a little bit differently. Yeah. That is really hard to do. Even as (laughs) Even as an adult, like if somebody says something to me, I'm like, what, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think that's yeah. an, an important skill, not just in sports, but in so yeah. many areas of your life, because people are going to say stuff and they're not going to say it the right way or the perfect way or the way that they mean it. You know, sometimes things just come out. So yeah, I love that skill just being like, okay, this is what they said. This is what I can get from it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like end of story, right? Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's like just taking away the fluff and the emotions around it and just hearing the message, which I think is something that's like really close with, with our parents too, is, you know, like I always think of like the car rides home after a tough game or something Your my dad would always be like, well, why did you swing at this pitch way over your head? Or like, you know, just just laying it on me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, um, but just understanding that they, they care and they just, they see the potential in you and they want the best for you. It just sometimes doesn't always come out the right way (laughs) way that they want it to. So just keep that in the back of your mind at all times.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Noted. (laughs) Okay. So what is the best advice a coach has ever given you? Oh man,
1: this is a good Question: I
0: think that the best
1: advice coach has ever given me, and this actually coach came later in my life, it was more so kind of like what we were talking about earlier, is like betting on myself and knowing like I've gotten through everything in my life so far figured out everything, whether it was struggle or challenge or frustrating. Like I still made it through. I'm still here doing like great things, finding success. Like I've gone through all those things. Just knowing like, I can always bet on myself. And that to me, they just like meant like she be- always believed in me that I could believe in myself. And just, you know, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with just like surrounding yourself with people that do believe in you, even when you are like at your low points or your not really feeling like you believe in yourself, which is kind of like what the scroll that I was working with earlier was kind of going through as well. So just surrounding yourself with people that are going to believe in you, even when you're not really believing in yourself, but knowing you can always bet on, bet on yourself and you have that.
0: Yeah. And who better to bet on than you? Mm-hmm. Right. We know ourselves. We know what we're capable of. I love that.
1: Always bet on you.
0: Okay, cool. Anything else you want to share? Oh man. I mean, I could just talk for days
1: and days and days about this kind of stuff, but I won't talk your guys' ear off. But I think just remembering that what you think and what you say is what you believe. It's like choosing wisely what you're putting into your brain, what you're consuming and telling yourself. And just, um, you know, maybe even like a little challenge for the girls is just writing down three positive affirmations through things about yourself to start writing down, like on a daily basis to, uh, like instill that those positive, empowering, confident things about yourself.
0: Yeah. Great homework, great assignment. So (laughs) how do we find you? How do we work with you if we're interested? Yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram and
1: Facebook, so that's where I hang out on social media. I know the girls are mostly like Instagrammers. So I do lots of stuff on there, lots of videos, tips, reels, TikTok. Actually, I'm on TikTok too. So that's like your jam. You can find me on there and everything is just my name. It's Page P-A-I-G-E, Tons, T-O-N-Z. So you can find me there and hang out with me there. And if you ever like have any questions or need anything, feel free to send me a message. I love when that happens. And then I work with, um, girls in group settings in my program with a confident athlete, which I'm like revamping, relaunching. I'm really excited about it. Um, and then I also work with private, um, private girls, one-on-one sessions, as well as some teams as well. So you can find all that on my website, uh,
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. I was so excited for this one. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like what I do, but just with athletes. So she like gets me. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. It's so good to see you. If you are interested in any of my one-on-one coaching programs for teens and their parents, please visit my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com.